0: from NPR and WNYC coming to you from beautiful Brooklyn, New York. It's NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
1: Hello. Hello, Jonathan. How's it going?
0: It's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. Okay. I have Good. um I have a small I have a small household complaint to share with you.
1: Oh, can't wait. This makes me feel better about my right? life. Yeah, it's, it. it's
0: fun. It's fun to hear other people complain about their households. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I'm <laughs> well, sure I'll let, relate.
0: Yes. Well let me ask you a question. Do you do you or your husband wear reading glasses?
1: Yes. Uh, I should, but I refuse. Oh, okay. So good. A Smart. weird thing that I Smart. do. Uh, vanity, and... out of vanity. <laughs> no, I'm just on. The, I'm just on the cusp. So mm-hmm. it's just when I'm really tired, I'm like, oh, I should put on those glasses. But right. for the most part, I can get by. So I fight it, uh, which I was told by my eye doctor is he was like, oh yeah, you can definitely fight it. You'll lose, but keep going. <laughs> you keep going. So <laughs> last, enjoy last, that as long as you
0: can. <laughs> I, you know, I wear glasses all the time, so I don't. I don't have a reading glasses situation. <laughs> But my yeah. wife wears contacts and wears reading glasses and I think this is a common thing for everybody who's wear everybody that I know who wears reading glasses um, is that you you get because they're they're cheap and you're losing them all the time you get like a dozen of them and you just scatter them around the house <laughs> and so when you're like where are my glasses all you need to do is take a quick 180 degree spin and look on a couple of surfaces and chances are you will find a pair of glasses there. <laughs> Put them on and then you realize your glasses were on your head or whatever.
1: <laughs> the whole time? Yeah. Well, you know how people uh, have these uh, fantasies of while they're sleeping, you know, what their pets are up to, mm-hmm. the secret lives, right? Wouldn't it be great if you put some some cameras around your house and you just woke up in the middle of the night and your cat and your dog both have glasses on and they're just laughing. <laughs> they're just t-
0: taking pictures of each other with your phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just saying like, I can't see anything. I can't see anything. <laughs> Oh, your eyes are terrible! I can't see anything through yours. How do these look stupid? (laughs) (laughs) We're just putting them on. This is what my son does every time he puts on my husband's glasses. He puts them on and goes, "I'm Daddy. Look at me, I'm Daddy!" (laughs) in a mocking voice. A (laughs) five-year-old.
0: Where I can't imagine where he gets it. All right, so here here's my suggestion. Why don't we now? do our own impressions of professional public radio personalities and
1: start our show
0: and pretend it's a real show.
1: (laughs) Okay, there's a first for everything. Here I go. Uh, Okay, check out this impression. We have a great show today. From Broadway and TV, we're joined by Jesse Tyler Ferguson. He played Mitchell Pritchett on the long-running comedy series Modern Family, and he'll tell us about his new side hustle, writing a cookbook. Also, comedians Samantha Ruddy and Luke Moans will compete in a music parody that combines songs from the musical Grease with fun facts about the country Greece. And up first, we'll check back in with one of our favorite pairs of couple contestants. So let's do it. Santos stars in the NBC comedy series Superstore about the employees at a Walmart-style big box store. Zeke Smith appears in the Netflix documentary Disclosure. Nico, Zeke, welcome back to Ask Me Another. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us.
2: We're so excited to be here. Yeah.
1: You know, the last time we spoke was May.
2: Yeah, May. We like, that May. was in our
3: old apartment. Yeah, we- Oh, you we moved. Have, we purchased we a, bought a home- a house. And hey, we, we are homeowners now. Yes. Yeah.
0: Congratulations. How many things have you had to fix? All of them. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. We've,
2: we've uh, all of our homeowner friends have told us, just wait and uh, you'll you'll see the joys of home ownership. And we're like, oh, yes, you are correct. We thought we were so
3: <laughs> slick. We got all of these inspections. We we're like, we're going to be so smart. Yeah. We're going to get extra inspections. And we we're like, yeah, we we just have to fix two things when we move in. No. no, that was not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and Zeke, you uh, in Jude, yeah, you were featured in this Netflix doc, Disclosure Trans Lives on Screen, uh, and talks about how transgender people have been represented and have seen themselves represented in TV and film and pop culture. Uh, but what I found interesting was also to learn that the director... Sam Feder, he made a point to also hire as many trans people for the production staff as possible.
3: Almost the entire crew was trans, and if there was a department where we couldn't find a qualified um, like trans crew member, then we hired um, a cis crew member, and we hired trans people who were like in the pipeline to sort of mentor and apprentice under them, so that they could then you know fill the position as you know head of sound or or what have you.
1: Right, and also you know I guess. Continue and also in the like, inter- in- entertainment industry, at a different position.
3: Exactly, have like a really cool credit. We did not get shortlisted for an Oscar, which I'm a little, uh, I'm a little, I'm a little salty about. But you know, life moves on. Yeah, yeah. Oscar yeah. so sis. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
1: Nico, I mean, you can't argue with. Six seasons of Superstore. You can't argue with that. Six
2: seasons. Yeah. All coming to an end.
1: I know, coming to an end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. But I will say, I feel like this sitcom attempted to do something that most people probably think was not possible, which was to place it in 2020.
2: Oh, but that's what I love about our show yeah. is that, you know, even pre-pandemic, we really leaned into, you know, issues that affect... um American people and, and, and the working class and, and, and every, everyday Americans. So, you know, it would be, we would be doing a disservice. And if we didn't honor um, these workers that we were portraying, um, who are now have become right. essential and frontline workers.
1: Was it a, uh- A lot harder or a lot easier to do so many scenes with a mask on.
2: Yeah. The good thing about the masks actually is that if you mess up a line
1: (laughs) Right, it doesn't matter matter at
2: all. You know, we've come to discover this is how they do it in medical shows. That apparently certain certain actors in certain medical shows who wanna diva up when they're doing the surgery scenes, they're just like (laughs) We're just gonna you know, re-record these re-record this line ADR them.
1: So you say medical medical. So they just say medical 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 medical
2: yeah. medico, medical medical yeah. hospital explodes.
3: Medical medical medical. Grenade in the hand. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. All right. We have a couple great games for you. So your first game is an audio quiz called Power Ups. We're gonna play you the catchphrase that a superhero yells when they transform into a different form. And you're just going to identify the hero or heroes. Okay. And you are going to be working together in this one. Great. Okay. Good, because
3: this is Nico's It's Oh,
1: this is... is, No pressure.
2: (laughs)
3: Well,
1: you know, there's there's something for everyone in this one, Zeke. There's something for everyone. Okay, here's your first one uh, from a princess of power. (laughs)
2: she <laughs> Yes, exactly. Wow, no
4: hesitation. Listen, yep.
2: I know this well because when I was a young
3: lad. A young homosexual. A young homosexual.
2: <laughs> and our family had um, visited the United States for the first time back in the 80s. Um, there was a Starburst She-Ra doll at KB Toy Stores that I just needed to have. <gasps> and apparently, I proceeded to throw a mega tantrum in the store and just started screaming on the top of my lungs, I want Starburst <laughs> <laughs> And And um, my mom was just like, didn't know what to do. My dad was just like, what is this boy going on about? And um, they relented because I wouldn't stop screaming. And uh, Good. The, I had to brush my teeth that night. That was that was the that was the the deal. Brush your teeth that night, you get the Shira doll. I'm like done.
0: <laughs> That's
2: it.
3: You want, want some <laughs> flossing to go exactly? Along with it? I'll scrub my
2: tongue. You want me to water pick,
0: Dad? I will. I will. <laughs> All right. Here is another one. This is from an extraterrestrial brother and sister named Zan and Jaina.
2: They're the Wonder Twins from the Justice League.
0: Yeah,
1: that is correct. Yeah.
2: yeah. He always had to be like some sort of like water or ice thing.
1: There were just strangely buckets were included with the transformation. Yes. Buckets. That's the
0: power? Just just ice? You are ice maker? Okay. <laughs> I remember one time he turned himself into a gelatin dessert. Oh.
1: Even at the time
0: I thought it was hilarious. And I was hook <laughs> I was hook, line, and sinker. I love that show. But I was like, come on, gelatin dessert.
1: <laughs> Okay, here's your next one from a super robot who knows how to bring a team together. Form feet
5: and legs. Form arms and body.
1: (laughs) And I'll form the head. Nico is basically mouthing and doing the actions, so I, yeah. he has no idea, no idea. The, the, the brightest smile on his face transported back to
3: childhood. I think I actually, I can, through yeah. context clues, uh, Transformers? Uh-oh. No. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh. it's,
0: it's, you're, you're in the right territory.
2: Nico yeah. just totally.
3: gave me a very disappointing thought. <laughs> I was like,
2: <laughs> Voltron. 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 Defenders of the universe. <laughs>
1: Okay, here's your next one, although this is not Ryan Reynolds' voice. In brightest day,
3: in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. The Green Lantern?
1: Yes. Oh, my Aha! God.
3: Zeke, yeah. you got one. Yeah. I'm a big roller coaster fan. I have a like I have like the <laughs> annual pass to, to Six Flags. Yeah. Um, and there was a Green Lantern roller coaster there. I think they like demolished it because it was the worst roller coaster ever. Like it was like four people and you were back to back and you were on this like round disc thing. And as you went around the track, your disc would spin. But it was, it, you know, based on the laws of physics, which meant if there were two big heavy guys on the other side <laughs> of the disc, then they would always be down, and you would always be up, and it was, oh, it was not fun if it was not really fun. <laughs> so, uh...
1: But you remember it, and you went on it, and guess what? It helped you today. <laughs> it helped, and that's why. So there you right? go. That's why uh, I suffered. It led us to this <laughs>
2: moment.
0: Right. It us was your destiny moment. to get that question <laughs> correct, and you had to you had to suffer to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did fantastic. Well done. You you know you know your transformations. There Impressive.
0: You yeah.
1: We'll have more with Nico Santos and Zeke Smith after the break, and later from Modern Family, actor Jesse Tyler Ferguson plays a game about New Mexico fun fact new mexico is the newest of the four u.s states that starts with the word new but can you name which new state was the first to join the union the answer is uh, coming up after the break oh man it's a cliffhanger that's right i'm ophira eisenberg and this is ask me another from npr
5: Support for NPR and the following message come from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Brewer Terrence Sullivan shares how brewing beer is often a science, but to achieve the right flavor profile, it can also be an art. The science is the process of making the actual beer, and and the art form comes from the brewer of literally weaving in different hops. They're just adding some nice little zest to it. To learn more, go to sierranevada.com. Must be 21 years or older. Please drink responsibly.
6: Support for NPR and the following message come from BetterHelp, offering online counseling. BetterHelp therapist Hesu Joe knows that lockdown has been hard on us as humans. We as people are hardwired to connect with others, which is why this whole time is so difficult. The connection that happens between people can be very powerful and how healing it can be to have a healthy relationship with someone. To get matched with a counselor within 48 hours and save 10%, go to betterhelp.com ask. Are you ready to take your career to the next level? Well, LifeKit's here to be your career counselor. All this week, we'll have episodes to help you plan your next career move. We'll give our best tips for asking for a raise, finding a mentor, switching careers, and much more. Listen now to the LifeKit podcast from NPR.
0: This is asked me another NPR's Hour of Puzzles word games, and the answer is New Jersey. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
1: Interesting. Thank you, Jonathan. We're playing games with returning couple contestants from NBC's Superstore actor Nico Santos and from the documentary Disclosure, Zeke Smith. Are you guys ready for another one?
7: Yes,
1: <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> so we're going to play one of our favorite games. It's called This, That, or The Other. And here's how it works. We're going to give you the name of something, and you just have to tell us which of the following three categories this thing is. Jonathan, what are today's categories? Today's
0: categories are bath and bodywork scents, like sunshine and lemons,
3: mm-hmm.
0: meal delivery kit services, like sun basket, and famous still life paintings, like basket of fruit. And of course, still life paintings depict inanimate
1: objects. Okay, okay. You're going to be competing in this one, so Zeke, you're going to go first. Okay. All right. So here Let's you go. It. Bow ties and bourbon. Boo. Uh.
3: Two of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go <clears throat> with Bath and Body Works scent. Sort of oh, like Bath yes. Bath and Body Works boys. Yeah. That's
1: right. Yeah, it's a candle scent that is ins- I love this. It's inspired by winding down with a cocktail before bedtime. Because I put on my nighttime bow tie just before <laughs> yeah. I go to bed with my bourbon cocktail. Just take a shot of bourbon every time right before bed. Here we yeah. go. Good night, everybody.
0: Well, it's time for me to put on my tie and have a drink. Dad, is that you? <laughs> okay, Nico. Yes. Sandwich and soda. Is it a bath and bodywork scent, a meal kit, or a still life?
2: I want to say Still life.
0: Yeah, you are correct. It is a still life. It is a print done on plastic from Roy Lichtenstein.
2: Like, oh, oh, Lichtenstein. We, we like him. Yeah, We
0: like him. He's okay.
2: He's okay. <laughs> He's, all <right>.
1: He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Zeke. Mound of butter. <sighs> oh, well, it sounds delightful, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's called breakfast. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Mm. It's what I put in my coffee. No. Um, I'm going to oh, go... So keto.
3: Oh, you don't even know. Um, I'm going to go still life.
1: Yes, you are correct. That's yeah. right. It's a, a late 19th century painting of a, get this, mound of butter.
3: Oh, we should buy
1: it. And it's uh, from a French realist painter, Antoine Volant. Volon right. Antoine Volant, yep. Uh, some people say... It's a bit much.
3: All I know <laughs> is that we've got a print of a pop tart, and I think they could oh, go. Yeah. They could look really nice together. That would be yes. That would be butter and pop tart. <gasps> butter and pop
2: tarts. Yeah. Oh no. Oh. What is happening?
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Oh. Oh, this is exciting. That's great. Okay. That sounds like an alarm of some kind.
2: Yeah. Hold well, one second,
1: please. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> the joys of home ownership. Just one moment. <laughs> I just. <laughs> um, well, well, if we just see smoke, uh, we'll end the recording. It sounds
0: sound like a smoke alarm of some kind. Mm-hmm. I hope their house is not on fire, because that would be bad.
1: Yeah, I like their backsplash.
0: Yeah, 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 you're right. That's a, it is a nice-looking kitchen. That is a nice-looking kitchen. What even happened? I don't know. Okay. <laughs>
3: Are you guys okay? Everything right? Is everything okay? Yeah, we're fine. We just have these problems with our um, smoke detectors. They just <laughs> they go off. They w- <laughs> typically there's a reason they go off. It's like sure. when we're cooking, we don't open up all the doors and sort of the yeah, smoke gets yeah. trapped. But this was just this was just a phantom fire alarm. Yeah, <laughs> sorry That's about mysterious. that.
1: Mysterious. That's oh, it's totally fine. And uh, maybe it's just because this games these games are hot.
3: It's getting <laughs> That's
0: probably it's what it spicy. is. That's because you guys are on fire. <laughs> That's right. Nico. Yes. There's one more left, and it's for you. Okay. Pepperleaf. Bath Pepper and Body Works scent, meal kit, or still life?
2: Bath and Body Works scent.
0: It would make an interesting scent, but it is not. It is a meal kit. It's an Australian meal kit service. Oh, Pepperleaf.
1: if there was a if there was a reason and a way that we could you know really show you that you just received all the points that are possible yeah uh so i will just verbally tell you you've received all the points you've received all the points (laughs) yes collectively it's all worth (laughs) worth it for having
2: that little snafu (laughs) we're so sorry no no it's fine
1: (laughs) please Thank you for coming back. You could have just been like, we're (laughs) done. So 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 sorry, our house is on fire. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly, (laughs) bye. Uh, Nico Santos, Zeke Smith, thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Nico stars in Superstore Thursdays on NBC, and Zeke appears in the documentary Disclosure, streaming on Netflix. Our next two contestants are comedians Samantha Ruddy and Luke Moans. Welcome to Ask Me Another. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello to both of you. Now, Samantha, am I right? I think in April, I just saw this on your Instagram, that in April you had moved in with your girlfriend's employers. Basically, yes. she is a nanny. Uh, and in order to allow her to keep working, you all moved in together. Yes, we did do that. That must have been a bit of a. I'm going to say a trip. That's the it word. It was a I'm gonna trip.
6: Use. I actually, I <laughs> love those kids so much. I have one of yeah. their artwork behind me. Oh no way! Aww. Yeah, my and little friend I... Toby drew a picture of him, his brother, and my girlfriend.
1: That's really nice, and it's it's in your background.
6: Yeah, his mom's a huge NPR fan, so. Ah,
5: (laughs) nice. That's awesome. I asked Samantha to hang some of my artwork and (laughs) and she declined. I
6: said
1: no. Uh, Luke, you know your your girlfriend. Speaking of people that we are partnered up with, your girlfriend was a a former contestant and an alumnus. On this, she's alumnus. Yes, Alyssa Limparis. That's right. Was on, I think, like back in May or something like that. Yes,
5: yeah, sometime in the in the in the in the haze of the past year. Yeah, she, and yes, she was on.
1: Did she give you some pointers? Any tips? Tips of the uh, trade?
5: She she said she said stay alert and uh she well, here's what she said she, stay alert. she she said stay alert stay on your toes she i'm i'm more of a um a trivia person than her i sort of do the trivia in the relationship and she, and and she is probably better at everything else so okay. <laughs> so uh it's just so she said basically just go be you
1: yeah Yeah, I feel feel strong vibes that this is going to be perfect for you. You Want to do some games? See what happens?
6: Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it, yes.
1: Okay, so we have a word game for you. In this one, Jonathan and I are going to read sentences containing a bunch of different definitions for the same word. You just have to tell us the word.
0: So if I said, I'm going to an elegant dance wearing a giant sphere-shaped dress, you would answer, ball... Since a ball is an elegant dance and a sphere.
1: Right. You're gonna be competing, playing against each other.
3: (laughs) Oh no! You turned us against each other.
6: Better at trivia, and I'm much better at everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Though. Going to be hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's all gonna be great. Okay, Samantha. This first one's for you. Super, super. Like, just it's a nice, easy slide into the first one. All right. Officer, I swear I don't know how the bottom of this tree and elephant trunk ended up in the butt of my car. I think I just totally said that wrong. Anyways, I'm going to say it again. Don't listen to what I just said. Okay, I'll forget it. Erase it. Here we go. Samantha, officer, I swear I don't know how the bottom of this tree and elephant nose ended up in the butt of my car. Trunk! You were like, how many other words could there be? <laughs> I was like,
4: tusk. I was so
5: confused. <laughs>
4: I
1: was so confused. I love it when I say, this first one's going to be easy, and then I just hand you the answer <laughs> to make it harder. I was like,
6: is, that, is the answer in the question?
0: We'll say a word, and then you say that word. That's you the game. Have to
1: figure out, you've got to figure out what word in the question is the one we're thinking of. That's right. All
0: right, Luke, here is one for you. Can't wait until the snow melts. I'm going to jump out of bed, push a slinky down the stairs, and do a keg stand on a natural water source. A spring. Spring, yes, that is correct.
1: Uh, and I was personally because I purchased a slinky for my son, but it, it's made out of plastic.
0: Oh yeah, the plastic oh, yeah. ones.
1: Now, honestly, the the next part was uh, we have to get stairs. <laughs> 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 oh, that's
6: so funny. It's really a
1: stairs toy.
6: <laughs> for your third birthday, a slinky. For your fourth birthday, a second floor.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> Felt so dumb about that. All right, Samantha. Hard-hitting question for you. Okay. <clears throat> it's hard to sit still on this seat without a back on it because I really need to go number two. Stool. That's right. That's yeah. right. Correct.
0: <laughs> I love the gravity with, with which you guys navigated that question and answer. Congratulations.
6: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I try to take everything seriously, even if yeah. it's a poop
1: reference. Even
0: if it's about poop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it. there's nothing more that needs to be said after that it is perfect that doesn't bring
0: up any stories anybody anything anybody wants to talk about (laughs) yes i'd like to talk about poop for a little while and
6: vr
5: that reminds me
6: yeah i was told we're not allowed to swear but i do have a 25 minute story yes
1: (laughs) welcome to colon corner (laughs)
5: yes (laughs) the segment we're starting as contestants
6: as (laughs) one-time contestants on
0: the show (laughs)
6: <laughs> it's like car talk. Yeah, it's like car talk,
0: but about poop. That's actually not <laughs> That's a terrible a idea for podcast. Great yeah. idea.
6: Yeah. You can have that MPR.
0: <laughs> it's more of an APM kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is for you, Luke. My favorite Pokemon trainer let his Charizard's tail get too close to a tree indigenous to the northern hemisphere, and it mm-hmm. burnt down to cinders. Ash. Ash, yes, exactly. Yes. I was laughing because halfway through that sentence, I had that feeling again, where I was like, "What am I? What am I
1: talking about?" <laughs> you never got into the Pokemon, Jonathan Colton? No, know, I, I, thought? I,
0: uh, I was never into the Pokemon, even even uh, Pokemon Go, because I saw I saw people wandering around endangering their lives, walking into traffic while looking at their phones, <laughs> and I know how I am with games, and I was like, if I start doing this, I'm gonna be hit by a car in a matter right. of minutes, so I better not.
6: Yeah, I had a uh, near-death experience playing Pokemon Go, so now I'm a Digimon person. Ah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's much safer. That's much Thank safer. Thank
1: you. <laughs> I'm, glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Near-death experience, you just almost walked into traffic? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta get that Charmander. Yeah. Yeah, he was in the car.
6: It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you he get it? He was driving. He was driving the car. That's
0: what yeah. they should do. They should put Pokemon into cars so you actually, the game is you actually have to flag somebody down and get them to stop. <laughs> you have to hail a taxi.
1: <laughs> there he is. Great game. You both did, you it slayed that game. Wonderful. Thank Wonderful. You. We're playing games with Samantha Ruddy and Luke Moans. Are you ready for another one? Yes.
5: yes, big time.
1: Okay, good news. You're going to work together on this one. Yes. Wow. So Jonathan Colton is going to sing you the clues in this next game called Getting Greasy. I'm so excited.
0: We have changed the lyrics to songs from the musical Grease to make them about things associated with the country of Hmm. So you'll we'll be working together. Mm. Just tell me what I'm singing about or the title of the song that I'm parodying. Got it. Okay, here we go.
7: But now all tyrants should hide Cause the people will decide And majority rules Everyone is voting It's true Everyone is voting
6: OK, well, that was beautiful.
5: Oh, God, okay. I honestly am emotional.
6: <laughs> I'm crying. You can't see it because it's, it's the, the radio, but I'm bawling. The power of music. Wow. Uh, is that Hopelessly Devoted to Democracy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is exactly right. Yeah, Hopelessly uh, Devoted to You is the song, and that was about democracy. Here we go. Here's another one.
7: I'm a princess, warrior too. Fight for good, for me that is new. I spun off from Hercules. Loosely based in fake ancient Greece. Rep restored and great with a sword. I'm in love with gal pal Gabrielle.
6: (laughs) I know this. (laughs)
4: Well, go ahead.
6: As uh, a lesbian, I do feel a strong <laughs> passion about what was just sung. I have uh, watched oh, a lot yeah. of it. <laughs> it's uh it's Summer Lovin' about Xena.
0: Yeah that's yes. right. Uh, technically the song is called Summer Nights. Oh, I just have to nights. say that so we don't get letters. I'm not oh, but yes
1: we you do get it. letters. We do get letters.
6: If you wanna send a letter, you can send it to me because I'm lonely. <laughs>
1: Yes. All letters, please send them to so Yeah, just DM you, right? Just slip into your DM. Hate DMs mail, you...
6: I don't care what it is. Gimme it. I need <laughs> interaction.
7: Alright, here's another one of these. I'm digging one of these cause I'm sweaty from this morning run. Sitting into pulse cause it makes my bathing extra fun. I use a posh, lime body wash. And oh,
0: did the Greeks invent the shower? You are correct. The answer is shower, uh, and it's not clear that they invented showers, but but certainly uh, uh, among civilizations, they were of the earliest to to have stand-up bathing situations.
1: They were fountains. They were just in fountains. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, they really Aren't made, made their <laughs>
0: <laughs> And
5: then I, I, my guess for the song would be Greased Lightning. Greased that is Lightning. Correct.
6: Yeah. yeah. That's right. What a scene from <coughs> that movie.
0: Yeah, true. Okay. Here's another one.
6: Angles
7: and curves and intersecting lines. I know each form you love and the shape it defines. Triangles, circles, squares, and trapezoids make up the world you see. You just
6: cannot avoid this branch of math. Um so it's it's about geometry.
0: Mm. It is about geometry, correct?
6: And I think it's the the song is the song just called like Greece.
1: Yes,
0: Greece. That wow. is correct. Yes, great. Greece is
6: Done. the word. Thank you. Oh, right. Greece is
0: the word. And mm. I think they wrote this for the movie, right? I don't think it that it wasn't in the in the original. Original. The musical. Yeah.
6: Oh, I was gonna say that would be really funny if it was just a song that already existed.
0: <laughs> yeah, hey,
1: this we could do. Greece is
0: the word. Use well, this one.
6: We spent all our money on cigarettes and forty-five-year-old actors. We need a song. We you got a lot riding on the Grease song. Everyone, please we... nail it.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, and my producer is telling me the Bee Gees actually wrote that song specifically for the film.
6: Oh wow! There you go. But it's sung by Frankie Valli, I believe. Wow. It's a all real right. trip.
0: It is a real oh, yeah. trip. That movie is a. It has <laughs> some has some uh, strange messages in
6: it. You have that's to one. change yourself for the person you love. That's Otherwise, right. Otherwise, they won't love <laughs> yeah. you. And that's what but, I learned yeah. from Greece.
5: And you can go yeah. to high school forever.
6: You can go <laughs> to high school
1: till you're 70. Yes. Yes. doesn't
0: matter how old you are. Just <laughs> that's right. stay there.
1: That was great. You guys sailed through the music game as well. Oh, my gosh. Two great games. So smart. Did it all. Thank you, comedians Samantha Reddy and Luke Moans. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having too. us coming up I'll talk to Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. On that show characters look directly into the camera and then they say what's on their minds. We used to call that a mockumentary but now we call that every day. I'm Ophira Eisberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for Ask Me Another and the following message come from NerdWallet, a personal finance website and app that helps people make smarter money moves. Everyone has different money goals for 2021, whether it's improving your investment portfolio or building up reward points to take a post-pandemic vacation. The experts at NerdWallet know their users want to be well-informed when they are shopping. For example, to make it easier to discover and compare credit cards, they've created side-by-side comparison tables that show the pros and cons for each of the cards that you are considering. And they break things down by goal, whether you want to prioritize rewards, saving on interest, or build credit. All of the information is in one place, so you can make a decision that is right for your personal money goals. For all your money questions, turn to the nerds at nerdwallet.com. Here at Planet Money
0: Industries, we've manufactured T-shirts, we've bought oil, we've even gone to space.
5: But our next Planet Money series, well, let's just say a superhero
0: is born. Coming to a podcast feed near you from NPR. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
1: Thanks, Jonathan. Today's special guest was in the original Broadway cast of the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. He played Mitchell Pritchett on the comedy series Modern Family, and now he's a cookbook author. His new book, Food Between Friends, is written with chef Julie Tenous, and it's out on March 9th. Jesse Tyler Ferguson, hello! Hello! I will admit that... You know, we do a little light social media stalking uh, uh, of our guests. Uh, and one thing that really stuck out to us was your childhood bedroom with this amazing floor-to-ceiling. It looked like Lay-M's wallpaper.
4: Yeah. The, 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 yeah, it was a, a, a basically a – I don't know. Maybe it was in a subway system at one point. And, oh. and, <laughs> yes. And then also um, to – sort of offset that I had um sheet music wallpaper <laughs> that went halfway up the wall and then you know those they, you know you would finish it off with the border. Yeah. It's, you know, so the border was uh piano keys. Uh, so I'm sheet music piano, wallpaper and then piano key border. I think that's a beauty and the beast calendar. There's probably a Patty it's a Vita poster somewhere in that photo too. You could see what my interests were. (laughs) (laughs) Suffice
1: to say, you may have liked some musical theater.
4: But honestly, when my parents were shocked that I was gay, I'm like, you guys, I mean, (laughs) look at this room that you helped me design.
1: So, of course, people know you from Modern Family. And in the very first episode, you and your character's husband bring home their newly adopted daughter. I can't imagine, so I'd love to hear 11 seasons of playing the same character. You grow. You watch the kids on the show grow. Uh, and what was that like?
4: Yeah, it's astonishing. You know, as, a, as an actor, you are used to constantly being laid off and having to look <laughs> for the next job. That's just part of the business. Like, truly, it's, you know, job security is not anything any actor ever has. Right. Um, so to have a show that lasted as long as it did is just... To, you know, be able to go to the same place every day for 11 years was a treat. And, uh, you know, it's just such a joy to play the arc of someone's life over the course of 11 years. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's a blessing.
1: And over, you know, uh, so many years, you probably got asked very different questions in, like, press interviews Mm -hmm. about the show from, you know, the first season to the last.
4: Yeah. The question, the cast would always joke In our first season of the show, we did did a ton of press and every single, every single interviewer asked, so what makes a modern family modern? And we all just were like, I hate this question. And I think we were all at a press junket together. And one of us said, if the first question is what makes a modern family modern, we're walking out. And they were like, that actually was my first question. So they...
1: (laughs) And at the end where they were like, what makes Modern Family a successful television show? Yeah. Was the well, end. truly. That,
4: that, and then, at, yeah, on our 11th season, everyone was like, did you know it would become such a hit? And right. uh, so that was a question that we we answered a lot. Yeah.
1: But uh, speaking of family, you welcomed a son seven years ago. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Seven months ago. Seven months ago. Is that it right? feels
4: like it's been seven years because <laughs> of this quarantine. I could
1: only imagine. It's a lot of work. The
4: first years a lot <laughs> is- of work for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, any, uh, yeah. Any rem- were you reminiscing any of the similar things? There then? were
4: certain, yeah, there were certain things. Uh, I just remember when I was doing Modern Family, having to carry the actresses who played, we had twins who played Lily. So, you know, we'd switch them out. Ella and Jaden were the babies. And they were so heavy in that car seat carrier. And I remember getting a really <laughs> strong right arm. And when I picked up Beckett for the first time, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this sensation. But <laughs> the great thing about um, having babies on TV is when they start crying, someone sweeps in and takes them away from you. Right. And there's not that person in real life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. I know. The, uh, I remember a distinct moment where I was like, "Is just me again? Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Truly. Truly. But and- it's been a joy. It's been so
1: much fun. In 2016, you starred in a one-man Broadway show called Fully Committed where you play a reservationist Mm -hmm. at a uh, New York restaurant and uh, and additionally 39 characters from needy VIP guests to obnoxious chefs. And I read that you did a lot of research to be able to fully understand, including... Uh, going to a lot of Michelin starred restaurants. That was hard, I bet.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the most expensive research I've ever done. The producers <laughs> of the producers of the show paid for those those dinners and yeah. I, you know, they, they they invited themselves to a few of them as well. So like they're like, If we're gonna pay for this, we might as well enjoy the food as well. <laughs> what was really great about that though is we would go to um we'd get to go see the reservation rooms and these these really nice Michelin star restaurants and the reservationists were always so excited to welcome us in because usually in those circumstances it's all about the kitchen and the front of the house staff and the right. fact that we were really wanting to know about what goes on behind the scenes was was special to them and um, now but the, the good thing is I have their numbers still so like I can get into a lot of these restaurants oh yeah by just calling them directly yeah. But yeah.
1: Is it, isn't not that part of their worst fear? And like you all also had to do it in preparation for the role, like calling restaurants and demanding last minute reservations yes. and canceling like Right. Like, right. Yeah.
4: yeah. And I, I know that there's now code. I actually have friends who work in the hotel industry as well. And there's little codes that go next to um to uh, people's names and um like like D two D2H is difficult to handle. Like, you know, so you, know, you don't want those <laughs> yeah. codes either. So I was, I'm i always very kind. And if they can't fit me in, I'm like, not a big deal. Because so I, I don't want the code next to my name.
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, speaking of all things food, you are the author of a new cookbook. It's coming out on March 9th called Food Between Friends that you co-wrote with your friend and chef, Julie Tanous. Now, you and Julie have a food blog. That has mm-hmm. you've been doing called Jesse and Julia since two thousand and seventeen. Is this cookbook an extension of that?
4: Yeah, really, it really is. Um, We developed this blog. Uh, I met Julie at a dinner party. I've always wanted to go to culinary school. um, And I never had the time to because I had this thing called Modern Family that I had to go (laughs) do every day. Uh, And so Julie would come over to my house and she'd sort of teach me, you know, knife skills or like, you know, some of the the inside information of uh, what she learned at, at culinary school. And we started developing recipes together and we put them on that blog, Julie and Jesse Cook don't ask us how we came up with that title it was a stroke of genius <laughs> um the book has become this sort of story about a friendship um, and also the, the the backgrounds of both Julie and my 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 life she's from Alabama I'm from New Mexico we love the food we grew up eating so there's a lot of southern food there's a lot of New, New Mexican food and there's also hybrids of of both of those cuisines together uh, and we're, we're so proud of it it's it's a uh, it's it's definitely um been something that I think I was, always wanting to do, but I was scared to actually pull the trigger on it. So to have a publishing firm like Clarkson Potter, who has, you know, done so many great cookbooks, they do Ina Garden's cookbooks and Chrissy Teigen's cookbooks. And so to f- the fact that they came to us and thought that we could do this is, was the, you know, the confidence push that we needed.
1: So you mentioned that you grew up in New Mexico, it influenced you and there's recipes. Uh, what was one, at least that you were like, I don't care what happens with this cookbook. This is going in.
4: Well, I've, I'm obsessed with green chili chicken enchiladas. That's like my dish when I go back home to Albuquerque. But then we also wanted to elevate it. So it's the perfect example of, of how a lot of these recipes are hybrids of Julie's background and mine as well. We created a green chili chicken enchilada pot pie, um, which is delicious. And it's actually, instead of a, a pastry crust, we make crust out of the corn tortillas. So it still has that you know, spirit of a green chili chicken enchilada.
1: Perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jesse, would you like and ask me another challenge?
4: So, uh, why not? I mean, we're <laughs> Okay, <here>. excellent. Excellent.
1: <laughs> we like to ask our guests before the show what they would like to play a game about, and you said New Mexico. So we have a game for you that is called New Mexico or New Mexi-no- <laughs> Boy, so that's, a yeah, that's, right. that's a stretch That's right, I know Still workshopping I, we, it we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's not copyrighted, it's not copyrighted yet <laughs> Just a kiss. So it's very simple, Jonathan mm. and I will read you a statement And you just have to tell us if it's true or false Okay Here we go The northwest corner of New Mexico is the only place in the country Where four states touch each other Is that true or false?
4: That is true The four corners
1: that's right, the Four Corners. Uh, for a bonus point, can you name the other states?
4: Well, it's New Mexico for sure. It's Correct. Colorado. Yes. Is it Arizona mm-hmm. and Utah?
1: Correct. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you know this. I don't know if you've ever vis- visited the Four Corners Monument that marks. I d-
4: I, I don't. I've, I think I've seen it. It's just like a cross in the in the. the like the dirt, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) The pavement. Right, the quadra point. Yeah. Uh, But I guess due to a surveying error, the marker was placed about a third of a mile away from where it's supposed to be.
4: Oh, Oh, no. So,
1: But, get this, in 1925, the Supreme Court ruled that the physical markers between New Mexico and Colorado are considered the actual borders, and they don't have to move the monument. I think that was right. the right way to go about it.
4: <laughs> Good use of tax dollars, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All
0: right, here's another one. In okay. southern New Mexico, hundreds of old Atari video game cartridges were found buried in a landfill. True or false?
4: I mean, it seems like it should be true. It
0: is absolutely true. Many of them were the game E.T. Really? Yeah, no, the, the video game industry crashed in the early 80s, and a bunch of unsold Atari cartridges were discarded and ultimately buried in this giant landfill. Oh, and, wow. Uh, and many of them were E.T., which was this game that was rushed rushed into production to uh, capitalize on the, the movie being popular, and it was just not, it was not a great game. Oh, really? Did you, do, you, do you remember that game? I don't—I didn't—I do Atari. I do remember that game. I had—I was a big Atari fan, and it was not—I mean, e, you know, even at the time, it was like, this game is lame. And especially now, looking uh-huh. back, <laughs> there's, like, nothing happens. It's sort of like you're on a yellow screen, and E.T. walks across, and then you're on uh-huh. a red screen, and then E.T. walks across again. It's very boring.
4: It's not a lot of fun. We, we could see why it's in the landfill. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: All right. New Mexico is home to the world's largest peanut. True or false?
4: I'm going to say that's false.
1: That is false. However, New Mexico is home to the world's largest nut of a different sort. Do you know what it is?
4: Pistachio? Yes.
1: It's a 30-foot tall pistachio, and it's an attraction at Pistachio Land. <laughs> is New Mexico a big place
0: for growing pistachios? I didn't, I didn't yeah. want to.
4: Apparently, honestly, that's news to me.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay, here's another one. In Breaking Bad... A frustrated Walter White throws a pizza onto the roof of his Albuquerque home. The scene was so popular that fans began traveling to the actual house from the scene to throw pizzas onto its roof. True
4: or false? That is 100% true. And I know this because Brian Cranston, who is an acquaintance of ours, he actually directed an episode of Modern Family. He actually had to put out a statement begging people to stop doing it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's really, it's really terrible. I'm, I'm laughing, but I can't imagine how awful it would be to have a house and people just randomly came to throw
4: pizzas on the roof. Truly. I mean, you know, people visit the modern family homes all the time and take photos yeah. in front of them. I was like, that's got to be a little bit annoying for the homeowner, but you know, at least they're not throwing food at the house. All right. Well, here's the, here's a bonus, bonus question for you.
0: What was unusual about the delivery pizza that Walter White threw onto the roof?
4: I, did it have a stuffed crust? I don't know.
7: I mean, <laughs>
0: I ultimately, crust. <laughs> it was It was actually, it was unsliced. It was an unsliced oh, pizza. Oh. And that was okay, you know, I like, see. for production reasons. But the in-show explanation, sure. which I think is pretty brilliant, is that the pizza place in the show doesn't slice their pizza so they can pass the savings on to you. Very Just good.
1: Make, bake them and box them. All right. We got a couple more for you. We got a couple more for you. For decades, a New Mexico ski resort hosted the annual World Championship Shovel Races, where participants race downhill using shovels as sleds. Is that true or false?
4: That seems like it's false.
1: I'm sorry, that is true.:
4: Wow.
1: Yeah, so you would obviously put your uh, you would sit in the scoopy part, and then you would put the handle of the shovel between your <laughs> legs, which makes me think you, you have like, you need a helmet for that.
0: You advance: yeah, kind of <laughs> And a solid core, I would imagine. You know, hold your legs up, right?
4: That's hard. Yeah.:
1: How fast do you think you can go on a shovel?
4: Oh, at least 30 miles per hour. Higher fifty.
1: Yes. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> I understand. I understand. That's so terrifying. You sneezed.
0: I know. That's scary. Yep.
1: Fifty to sixty. Fifty to sixty. Oh wow. <laughs> scary. Very scary. I mean, what happens?
0: What happens when you wipe out on a shovel? When you are shoveling <laughs> like at, at fifty Ender miles per hour. with a metal shovel? That sounds awful. Yeah. All right. Here's the last question. The 1947 UFO crash in Roswell, New Mexico, was actually part of Project Mogul, a Soviet surveillance program involving dangling microphones from high-altitude balloons to hear potential nuclear test blasts. True or false?
4: I don't understand anything you like. You were speaking <laughs> Russian to me for a second. I'm just gonna say true.
0: <laughs> you are I have right. No is a idea. Good guess is it a was good just like true.
4: it was like words just coming at me. I didn't know. <laughs> It's the
0: mark of a good broadcaster when he speaks and you don't understand a single thing he's saying. Uh, there was the you know remember the UFO the famous Roswell yeah. UFO crash. There sure. so was actually uh, a a program with these high altitude uh, balloons where they were hanging microphones, and that's why it was all hush hush. because they were spying gotcha. on the Soviets. Uh, it was not because it was a UFO. I mean, supposedly it was the right. Government.
1: There were microphones on balloons, basically capturing some. Info, right? But right. what it was, was the very first podcast. We just didn't have the terminology. <laughs> no really no listeners. All
0: right. And for a bonus point, this is just roughly. How many UFO sightings do you think were logged by the National UFO Reporting Center in
4: 2020? Um, well, we were all pretty bored that year at home. So I'm going to say <laughs> a lot. Uh, let's go with 45. It's much, much higher. Oh, yeah. Really? Add yeah. two Over...
1: zeros and times by two almost. <laughs> yeah. Really? 7,000.
0: Yeah. 7, oh, my 000. God. Yeah, the organization actually wrote in a December update, and this is a quote, we continue to receive a substantial number of prank calls during every day of operation, and we request once again that people not use our UFO telephone hotline for their childish amusement. <laughs> wow.
1: And I think, too, it just shows that um, when we all are at home and don't have many things to do, uh, we realize we have a phone. And we do all kinds of fun things Mm -hmm. with the phone. (laughs) We can't throw pizzas
0: on that lady's roof anymore, apparently. No. No.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Jesse Tyler Ferguson's new cookbook, Food Between Friends, written with Chef Julie Tenus, comes out on March 9th. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us.
4: Thank you for having me. This has been great.
1: <laughs> That's our show. Ask me another's house musician is Jonathan Colton.
0: Hey, my name anagrams to thou jolt a cannon.
1: Our puzzles were written by our staff, along with Ruth Morrison, Kara Weinberger, and senior writers Eric Feinstein and Karen Lurie, with additional material by Ashley Brooke Roberts. Ask Me and Others produced by Travis Larchuk, Nancy Seychow, James Barber, Ramel Wood, and our intern, Sophie Hernandez-Simeonithis. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal, and our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias.
0: Ophira Eisenberg.
1: And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, you're still listening. Fantastic. So since you're still here, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review? We'd love to hear from you. And it also helps others find out about our show. For information about new episodes, bonus videos, and more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks! Next time on Ask Me Another, the multi-hyphenated, best-selling author, restaurateur, and creator of the series Fresh Off the Boat, Eddie Wong talks about his newest title, film director, and his debut film, Boogie. And the Lucas Brothers pivot briefly from comedy to talk about working on the film Judas and the Black Messiah. Plus, comedians Emmy Blotnick and Emily Heller play some games. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions.